Welcome to Scanner School, session number 26. I know we're right in the middle of our aviation uh, little mini-series, and we're going to wrap that up next week. But right now, I want to kind of like break into it a little bit because there's something coming up this weekend that might be of interest to you. So stick around. I'll tell you exactly what it is coming up on the Scanner School podcast. Welcome to the Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. So welcome to the Scanner School Podcast, where we teach you everything that you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and my amateur radio call sign is W2LIE. So today we're taking a short detour. We're taking a break from our current aviation mini-series, which we'll wrap up next week. We have a really great interview next week set up and on a very, very interesting topic that um, I knew a little bit about, but after speaking to our guest for next week, I... Uh, my interests are, are more than peaked, which is what I'm hoping to do for you this week about the topic that I would like to talk about, which is amateur radio. And the reason why I am bringing up the topic of amateur radio this week is because this weekend is field day. So field day runs on the final full weekend every year of June. So that means this year it is June 23rd and 24th. And field day is basically a, uh, I'm going to say it's an air quotes, a contest and it runs from 1800 UTC to 2059 UTC on Sunday. So Saturday to Sunday. This year it's June 23rd to 24th, which means it's happening. If you're listening to this podcast, when it releases, it happens this weekend. And it's done by the ARRL, which is the Amateur Radio Relay League. And they consider Field Day to be Ham Radio's open house. So... It is kind of, I mean, it is a contest through and through, right? There's points given for anybody who makes a contact, and you're ranked with your same type of class, and, um, you know, you submit your logs into field, into ARRL, ARRL and, and whatnot. So it is really a contest, but really the whole exciting part about Field Day is what it does and how it ignites the amateur radio community. Because not everybody has the ability to jump on HF. And even as scanner listeners, not all of us have the ability to monitor HF. And this allows people who normally don't have access to certain types of equipment, or maybe they just don't do much throughout the year, but they come out and they, they come down to the local club and they get on the air for field day. Which, by the way, if you don't have an amateur license, is still available for you to do. That's the beauty of field day too. It's basically what I think I said it before that this is Ham Radio's open house. So what you can do is you can go on to ARRL.org. It's ARRL.org slash field hyphen day. Now, again, we'll link to this in the show notes at scannerschool.com slash session 26. And you can look at the map and find your closest or maybe one that sparks an interest to you that may be not so close of all the field day locations that are out there. So really... The purpose of field day, besides making contacts and you know and being the best in your class, right, is it's the opportunity for amateur operators to practice, and that's what amateur is, right? We're not professionals; it's amateur. We don't get paid for what we do, and you go out there and you start setting up an emergency communication, uh, communi- uh, emergency communication center, basically. So one of the clubs out here in Long Island, what they do is they operate out of tents and they have temporary antennas that are set up. But other clubs, too, they, they work out of pop-up tents. Uh, and then they have maybe ladders, and on top of the ladder is a Yagi, or they roll a trailer with a crank-up tower. So it's really as elaborate as the clubs want them to be. 
But really, you're supposed to be, it's an emergency prep or an emergency communications drill. So a lot of the facilities and a lot of the camps are working off of emergency power. So whether it be generator, uh, whether it be uh, batteries or solar, you can run off commercial power. And we'll touch on the classes in just one second. But it's the practice of getting your stuff out there, listening to other operators, communicating by telling other people what you have all in kind of it's a, it really can be as laid back as you want it to be or it can get quite can get quite exciting i mean there's been times where i am working uh the pileup and really what a pileup is is a whole bunch of stations who are trying to talk to one station and it's been plenty of times where i've been that one station that other hams are trying to talk to and it is a rush when you're the one basically saying okay you know i receive you i receive you i receive you and people are trying to communicate with you. You know, sometimes there's one that one station that you really want to get in touch with, and then you're trying and you're trying and you're trying. You finally get in and you move on to the next frequency. So it really is a very interesting type of event. So what I talked about the classes is a certain classes out there that, um, depending on what you're operating, is what your class would be. So typically, you know, one, two, three, with the number of stations you're running. So a class A station may be a club that runs off emergency power, like we talked about before, with generators, batteries, or solar. A class B would be a one- or two-person portable station. A class C is a mobile station. A class D would be a home station working off of commercial power. Class E is a home station operating on emergency power. And a class F would be a EOC center or emergency operations center. So, for an example, if I had my amateur radio transmitter plugged into commercial power and I was operating by myself at home, I would be W2LIE1 Delta. Where if I unplugged it and plugged it into my generator and I wanted to at least you know get the generator moving and have a load on it and whatnot, it's a good opportunity to do so, I would be W2LIE1 Echo. So some of the clubs out there, you know, you hear designations of 6-alpha, 8-alpha, sometimes you hear 12-alpha, something like that, which just means there's 12 stations out there that are operating the bands at that particular time. That's a big club. I mean, some of them we, we operate, and you, and you scratch your head thinking, holy cow, that's a lot of stations out there. So it really is a fun time. It's a great time to uh, get to see a lot of people you haven't seen in a while as well. But again, it's a good opportunity as somebody who's never been on the air to go to a field day facility and get on the air, or at least peek around the camp and you introduce yourself and say, hey, you know, I'm just a listener. I've never been on the air. Can you tell me what's going on here? That's the point of field day. Field day, you'll see maybe on the local news stations or even the paper that you'll see a field day club uh, written about or, or talked about on TV. And again, they get points for that. So you can go to a station that has a go-to station, which is G-O-T-A, or get on the air. And the point of a go-to station is to allow the Joe Schmo off the street to get on the air and possibly work some contacts, which is a really nice thing to do if, if you've ever been interested in the amateur hobby or just want to give it a try and see, you know, if it uh, helps out. So let's take a, a quick second to figure out what we can listen to if you just want to listen to it on your scanner. So we'll go from the highest frequency down and we'll, we'll take it from there. So... I think we should start really about 70 centimeters or about the 440 band. And on the 440 band of 70 centimeters, you'll hear satellite downlink. Satellite downlink is really, really cool. You got to remember that there's amateur radio satellites that are floating around in orbit. And the average pass, I guess, would be about six minutes or so. But there's other amateur out operators out there that are using these satellites to communicate. 
And when they pass overhead, you can listen to them clear as a bell. So what you can do is you download a piece of software on your Windows computer, such as Orbitron, or you go to a website like Heavens Above, which is heavens-above.com, you can find out your next satellite pass. Go outside, put that frequency in your scanner, and uh, just lay it flat out on a table so that the antenna is horizontal, and you may find out you're going to pick up a amateur radio satellite as it goes overhead, which is really cool. That's kind of how I got started into amateur radio satellites was I all of a sudden one day I discovered, hey, these things are flying overhead. Let me go outside and see if I can take a listen. And, you know, you put the squelch way down and all you hear is static. And all of a sudden out of the static, you start hearing people talking. And uh, it's really led into part of my satellite ho hobby with amateur radio. It's just being able, you know, first of all, to listen to it, but then to talk to people using satellites is really, really cool. Now, again, you know, the window of opportunity is very tight and very small. So for field day, you're going to find out there's a lot of people basically jamming the frequency to try and get through and to get a conversation, a real quick exchange of information. So beyond there, we're going to drop down to two meters, which is about 144. And... Two-meter band is, is a lot of um, repeaters and stuff, which is off-limits for field day, but you may find some simplex operations, which is point-to-point, -point, which we had talked about on a previous version, a uh, previous episode of the Scanner School podcast. If you want to talk about simplex, you can go to scannerschool.com slash session four. So from two meters down, this is where really we start to uh, get where all the magic happens on six meters. Six meters is like the magic band. And uh, six meters, again, it's 50 megahertz. You can still listen to this with your scanner. You'll find FM, uh, AM, sideband, CW, or Morse code on six meters. So really, from the scanner, you'll be able to do AM and FM, not really the sideband, uh, unless you had some sort of SDR or a, uh, a regular uh, receiver that will handle that. But uh, six meters is like the magic band. A couple years ago, as, as to let you know what happened with one of us at field day was we were prepping a station, making sure everything's working well in the six-meter tent. We had made contact with somebody in Alaska on six meters. And this was about 15 to 10 minutes before the official start of field day. So we couldn't work Alaska on six meters and get credit for it. So we had arranged that that station would not leave six meters and that frequency, and we wouldn't leave our frequency either. And as soon as field day started, we would call each other and work each other, you know, from New York, Long Island to Alaska on six meters is pretty cool. And uh, the band just closed up. It was it was there and then it was gone, which was a pretty bummer, It you know, that uh, you would talk to somebody there and it was, it was just that quick. It was gone. But six meters really is a really cool band to work. Now, there's also 10 meters and 10 meters sometimes is alive and sometimes is dead. And 10 meters is at 28 megahertz, which is just next to the 11 meter CB band. So from uh, 10 meters at 28 megahertz, you'll be able to pick that up on your scanner, and you should be able to listen to uh, AM. You might hear some FM, but there's also going to be sideband and Morse code on there as well. All right, so now we're dropping down a little bit before what you'll be able to listen to with your scanner. But if you have an SDR or a shortwave radio, uh, you know, you'll be able to listen to all this as well, too, from the receiving side. But again, get out to your local club and get on the air. It is really, really cool. So 12 meters is 24 megahertz. 15 meters, 21 megahertz, 17 meters, 18 megahertz. And my favorite band on this on, on this little area is 20 meters, which is 14 megahertz to 14.35 megahertz. In voice, you're going to use upper sideband. Uh, and you can also use Morse code, and there's some digital modes in there too, such as RIDI and whatnot. But really, a lot of the excitement is going to be on your upper sideband voice frequencies or on your Morse code. All right. This is all upper sideband. So now we're going to drop into some other frequencies here. So it's 30 meters, maybe not used so much, which is 10 megahertz. 
after the sun goes down and the propagation changes and, and the way that frequencies kind of magic that makes RF RF happens, 40, minute, 40 meters is going to become alive. Everything else above here, you know, 12, 15, 17, 20, you're going to find it's dead. But 40 meters is where all the activity is going to start to happen. So now 40 meters and below, you're going to start using lower sideband for voice. It's still, you're going to use Morse code and maybe some data in there as well. But the band's going to be packed. You may find this five channels on 60 meters, which is 5.3 megahertz. Nah, not so active. 80 meters is going to be pretty busy. That's 3.5 megahertz. And then you got bottom band, 160 hertz. I'm sorry, 160 meters, 1.8 hertz pretty low. It goes lower than that, but as far as most stations are concerned, field day is going to end at 160 megahertz. So again, there's a lot of activity, a lot of stuff to listen to. I really enjoy during the daylight hours getting on 20 meters, even outside of field day, you know, if, if the band is open, whatnot, 20 meters is pretty cool. Uh, and then 40 meters at, at night. But again, if you have a scanner and there's something you want to listen to, try the satellites, give yourself something new. Turn off the fire. Turn off the police. Listening to satellites is really one of these things that uh, really can blow your mind. So if you want to know more about listening to satellites and what times and, and predictions and when to pass and what frequencies to use, you go to a double. I'm sorry. You go to amsat.org. It's amsat.org, and we will again link to this in the show notes at scannerschool.com/session26. So again, if you go to awrl.org slash field hyphen day you can see a map of all the field day stations that are in your area you can go to amsat.org to find out when the satellites are going to pass overhead heavens above you can orbitron but again all this is in the show notes at scannerschool.com slash session 26 all right guys i really hope that you've enjoyed our short little detour through amateur radio really make an effort to at least tune to the amateur radio band this weekend. It's basically Saturday, Sunday, 1800 UTC to 2059 UTC. Now, if you're confused about what UTC is, UTC is basically uh, Greenwich Mean Time. Uh, it's a standard, it never, vary, uh, never changes with daily savings time. So 1800 UTC, we are four hours back in Eastern Daylight Time in New York. So it's really 2 p.m. is the start of field day on Saturday, okay? Get on the air or at least show up to field day and let me know you're there. Here's my challenge to you guys for this week. If you go to field day, take a picture of yourself and tweet it to me. Scannerschool.com slash Twitter is where you can find me on Twitter. Or share it with the Scanner School group. We have a great community on Facebook. It's full of people who are asking questions about scanning, uh, sharing information they have found out, asking questions, uh, and just general feedback. And it's a great community that is growing every single day. And you can join the group at scannerschool.com slash Facebook group. Now, we also have our YouTube channel, which thank you so much. We have finally made it to 100, but I really would love to see an extra zero at the end of that. So scannerschool.com slash YouTube is our brand new YouTube channel, and I will be bringing more and more videos as the weeks go on. Right now, there's just two videos in there, but I have a whole list of videos that I would like to produce and put out there. But you'll never know they're showing up unless you subscribe and click on the bell there. 
Okay, so what can you expect for me to post on the YouTube channel? My brand new Uditan SDS has now been in my possession for a little bit over a week, and I'm getting ready to start reviewing it in video format. So if you want to be updated, again, go to our YouTube channel, scannerschool.com YouTube, or join our mailing list at sds100review.com, where I'll also be blogging about what I like and what I don't really care for on the new Uditan SDS 100. And now finally new for this week, if you guys ever wanted to take a peek behind the scenes here at Scanner School and really know what I'm up to and maybe get to know me better, check me out on Instagram. I just reopened my account. Now, I'm not going to give you my long name because you might, you'll probably misspell it. But if you go to scannerschool.com slash Instagram, that will take you to my personal Instagram page. And I'd love to have you a fan and see what's going on behind the scenes here at Scanner School. And it'll be a little bit more than what's going on in the podcast. It'll be a little bit of a peek in my personal life as well. And real quick, before we go this week, I want to take one second here to thank our Patreon supporters, Kenneth Fowler and Mark Beebe. I want to thank the two of you for being a Patreon supporter and supporting the podcast. If you want to help support Scanner School, go to scannerschool.com support. Thanks for tuning in and listening to this little side uh, topic that we talked about today with Amateur Radio. Next week, we'll be wrapping up our aviation and we'll move it on from there. So if you want to be a guest on this podcast, drop me a line. Or if you have any hints for any guests on the podcast, or if you want me as a guest on your podcast, the door is always open. Again, you can contest, contact me at scannerschool.com and there's a contact form in the top of the window. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We will catch you all next week when we wrap up our aviation theme. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. Hopefully, I'll hear you on the air on field day. And thanks for listening to Scanner School, where we teach you everything that you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. 73. Thanks for listening to the Scanner School podcast. Be sure to visit www.scannerschool.com to access the show notes and bonus content.